John 15, 13 to 15. So, I don't know if anyone knows what verse that is, but uh, we're going through the names at the back. Does anyone know which one we're on right now? Which one? No, we are on friend. God as our friend. So, John 15, 13 to 15 does talk about love, for sure. But it also talks about Jesus as our friend. So, I'll read that for you. Uh, verses 13 to 15. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. So God, again, I thank you so much for your word, for giving us your word. I thank you so much also for dying on the cross for us, laying down your life for us. And also, I thank you for your resurrection so we know that you are alive. And uh, thank you so much for making that way for us to come to know you, to enter into that relationship with you that we could be called your friends. So thank you so much for that, Lord. I pray that you would be with me as I speak this morning. Um, yeah, be with me in the name of Jesus. If I say anything wrong or untrue, I just pray that that would not be believed in the name of Jesus, but I pray that your truths would be believed in the name of Jesus and that they would be remembered in the name of Jesus this morning, that you would give us understanding of your word in the name of Jesus, that you'd be working on all of our hearts, including mine, in the name of Jesus, and just that you would have your way in this service and that ultimately you would be glorified above all else in the name of Jesus. Amen. I know a lot of people overdo their thinking of Jesus as their friend, as if he's, you know, their buddy or their pal, or maybe even in more modern terms, homie or their bro. Jesus just as one of the guys, maybe. But uh, don't, uh, don't think in those terms. Jesus is your Lord, right? Jesus is your King. Pay Him honor. Pay Him reverence, right? He is to be praised. He is to be worshipped. However, He definitely is still mentioned in Scripture by His own words as a friend, like we read. He's not just your average friend, right? He's not your equal. Don't treat Him like He's your equal. He is God. He's the reason all things exist. Like we talked about last week, all things were created through him and for him. You were created for him. We were made to love him. We were made to serve him and we were made to be with him forever. We were made to bring him glory. So this is not just your pal. Right? This is not just someone you spend some time with and then go home and then you live on without them around. And I know there are different, there are definitely different levels of friendship. You have friends a lot closer than other friends, especially spouses. Like, lately I've been seeing a lot of engagement 
announcements that usually all seem to say the exact same thing, and they don't always, but I seem to see it a lot. And they say, I get to marry my best friend. And that's good, right? That if you have a spouse that they are your closest friend, at least earthly visible friend, that's such a good thing. And even though I'm pretty sure that I've jokingly called Christina buddy and pal at times, <laughs> not very often, but I have, I have done that, but I did it jokingly, right? Because that's such an understatement, right? It's such an understatement. But even with the closeness of friendship that there is with a spouse, friendship with Christ is even beyond that. Nobody knows you better than Christ. You don't even know yourself better than Christ knows you. There's a connection that you have with Christ that is greater than any connection you have. You can even communicate with him by just thinking thoughts in your mind. And in fact, you don't even have to think things to him. He already knows. He can tell how you are. He knows how you're doing. He knows what your needs are. And he's a friend who provides for those needs when you ask him and knows the timing of when to provide them as well. Nobody knows you better than Christ. Do we believe that? Do we know, do we believe that he knows what's best for us? Do we trust that he has our best interest in mind? Because if we do, we should be obedient to him, right? A big part of this passage that we just read is keeping Christ's commandments. It's not just listening to his advice, you know, like you might just listen to a friend's advice and then think to yourself whether or not what you've heard was good advice or not. No, Jesus knows all things. Don't just listen to his advice. Follow it. Follow it. James 1 verse 22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be doers of the word. When Jesus tells you the best way to do things, your response should not be one of, I'm not sure that's the best way to do things. Your response should be, yes. Yes, Lord. Let's not be deceiving ourselves. Jesus knows our past, our present, and our future. He knows the right way to go and the right things to do. Trust him. In the verses right before today's text, Jesus says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So we see him say, keep my commandments, but it's not just for his gain, right? He knows that in following his commandments, you will have fullness of joy. He says that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full that your joy may be full. Do we believe that? That following the words and commands of Jesus will make our joy full? Or do we think we know better? 
Do we go after worldly things for joy and pleasure? What does Psalm 16 have to say about this? In verse 4, it says, The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. So if we're chasing the things of the world, sure, there might be pleasure, but it won't last. It's fleeting. If you run after other gods or other idols, like putting things above God, going to them, other things in the world are of the world. If you go after those things, your sorrows will multiply. But in verse 11 of this psalm, David, the writer of this psalm, says of God, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Worldly pleasures don't last, and they don't bring about the fullness of joy, but in God, in Christ, there is the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. And so often, you know, we forget that or or don't trust it. But the way of Jesus is not only the best way for him, it's the best way for us as well. It really is. Following Christ's commands, that will bring you a joy that can't be taken away, a joy that can't be stopped by trial or tribulation or hardship, a joy that endures through times of great sadness. That's the joy that we have in Christ. It's an eternal joy. It's the joy we have in him following his ways and being his friend. Jesus continues in John 15, 12 to 14. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. So Jesus is talking to his disciples here on the night before his death. So it's the night before his death. And I think the middle verse here Uh, Verse 13 is is the one that probably gets focused on the most, which is good, actually. You know, that's what Jesus has done for us. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Jesus laid down his life for us. He died on the cross for our sin. He was crucified in our place, given the punishment of death that we humans as sinners deserve, right? Right? that the punishment that he did not deserve because he lived a life without sin. He lived life blamelessly. So the innocent takes the place of the guilty. He laid down his life for those who would become his friends. And for those who were at the time his friends, his disciples, right, they're here. And he calls them friends even here before his death. He will lay down his life for them. So this verse shows us what Jesus does for us, right? And it also shows us the attitude we should have towards our friends, that they are actually really, they are worth our lives. It shows us the attitude that we should have toward others, um, and that that attitude should be one of really self-sacrifice. Our lives should not be about me, right? Our lives should be about them, and they should also be about each other. Love one another. 
right? That's Jesus' command in this verse. Love one another as I have loved you, which would soon be proven in giving up his own life on the cross for us. But as good as important, or as good and important as that is, and that passage is, and that verse is, and honestly, it really is of utmost importance. I just, I don't want to miss verse 14, which says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Because it's, it's an amazing thing that, that the King of Kings and, and Lord of Lords calls us friends. It really is. It, it, like I think, what an honor, really. He's the creator. And he calls us friends. We're friends with him. That's such an honor. We don't deserve that at all. But at the same time, he is still the King of Kings and Lord is Lords. And we cannot put that aside. We cannot just call him buddy or pal. He's way more than that. And that also means we need to obey him. Right? We need to listen to his commands. Not only because he knows best, but because of who he is. Right? He is our King. He is our Lord. And so we need to obey him. We need to listen and follow his commands. When we think of friendship in the Bible, which two biblical characters seem to come to mind, do you think? Yeah, Jonathan and David. I think most people would say Jonathan and David. And, and they actually show a great example of what friendship with Christ is like. Now, David wasn't king yet at this point that I'm about to talk about, uh, but he had been anointed as king. He was God's chosen to be the next king, and Jonathan honored him as such. He really did. In 1 Samuel 20, verse 4, he even says to David, Whatever you say, I will do for you. Whatever you say, David, I will do for you. And that was when David was fleeing from King Saul and wanted Jonathan to see if Saul was serious about killing him. And Jonathan was even a little bit reluctant because he didn't think Saul had any intention of killing David. But he still listened to David nonetheless. So we have here an, of an example of a friendship with someone who would be king. And that's kind of our relationship with Jesus. We are a friend of the king. So we are friends with him, but we still obey his command, right? We still are obedient. And we may not always think God's way is the best, but we need to trust that it is. Because he does know best. He really does. And also because he's the king of our lives. We've given our lives to him, right? We are committed to him in faith. We follow him now. But we still follow a friend. This creator of all things, this savior of ours, this Lord that we worship, this king that we serve, he still calls us friend. That's his words, right? Friend. He calls us friends. We can talk to him anytime. We can ask him for anything. And we can spend time with him whenever we want. Right? He's not what they call a, a transcendent God. Right? He didn't just create 
everything and then move on and just separate himself and have nothing to do with his creation. He's not transcendent. He stayed with his creation. He's imminent. He's what they call imminent. He is near. And he loves us. He hears us when we cry out for him. When we're in pain, when we have sorrows, he, he, he'll be with you through them. And what better friend can you have than the all-powerful creator of all things, the savior of the world? How about the all-powerful creator of all things and savior of the world who loves you and cares for you and is there for you? You can have a better friend in no one if you have a friend in Jesus. There is no better friend than Jesus. Going back to John 15, Jesus says to his disciples, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. Now, we still serve God. We are still in that way servants because we serve God. But with him, we don't have the title of servant. We have the title of friend because he shares with us what he learns from his father. Our friendship with Jesus grants us inclusion in hearing what the father has to say. We have access to the things of the father that regular servants would not have, which I'm sure does make sense to us because we share things with close friends that we wouldn't share with just anybody, right? That's, that's kind of how we work. Jesus sees us as those with whom he will share the things of the Father. And I, I say again, what an honor that is, really. We are friends with Jesus. He shares with us what he doesn't normally share with just anybody, right? Jesus is not just a bud or a pal. He's a true friend. He laid down his life for us. He, he gave us a way to be saved from sin and death and hell, to be allowed into heaven instead. And if we have repented of our sin and placed our faith in his death and resurrection, and if we've made that decision to follow him, to commit our lives to him, then we are forgiven our sin and allowed into heaven. And as followers of Christ, as his disciples, we are brought into friendship with him. A friendship that we, we still treat differently than our normal friendships, uh, though we should still be serving our friends as well. But it's different because he is the one we obey. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and he knows what's best for us. He knows his ways will bring us the fullness of joy. So he has our best in mind, even if we don't see it. So let's really, let's really cultivate this friendship. Let's do our best while relying on his power and strength to, to grow so much closer to our Lord and Savior. In the world... You're, you're, you're only going to find deceptive pleasures that won't last. But in Christ, the pleasures that he gives, they're, they're forevermore. They last. Let's do our best 
relying on him also to obey his word. And in bad times, let's go to him. And in good times, let's not forget him. Because not only is there no one who deserves glory more than him, nobody who deserves service and love more than him, but also there's nobody who loves you more than he does. And there's nobody who has gone through more for you and done more for you than he has. What an honor it is to have a friend in Jesus. We follow a wonderful, loving friend. Bow with me in prayer. God, I thank you so much that if we have entered into a relationship with you, that you don't call us servants, even though we serve you, but that you call us friends. We're friends with the Most High. Friends with the one through whom all things were created, by whom all things were created. And that's just such an amazing thing for me. Uh, and I just thank you for that. And I just want to pray that you would be with us as we go out from here, that you would help us to be more obedient to you, Trusting in the fact that you are our friend, you have our best interest in mind, you have our back, you know what you're doing. Help us to trust that. Because I know so often we don't. We see things of the world and we're like, I want that. That's going to bring me joy. That's going to bring me pleasure. But it won't bring a lasting one. Only you will, Jesus. So help us to grow closer to you. Help us to obey what you have to say because you have our best interest in mind. And help us to grow in our love for you as well. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. And with that, again, as you, as you command here, as is the command that you give to your friends, help us to love one another as you have loved us. A self-sacrificial love. An unconditional love. Help us in all these things, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen.